Hello, story lovers in world under quarantine. I'm Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves. And in today's show, I'm going to tell you what I did today during my ongoing quarantine. So stay tuned. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. Alrighty, let's get right to it. Today is March 16th, 2020, and oh... Yesterday I sang, what a difference a day makes. Well, another day is behind us and more changes are afoot. Not sure why more changes aren't a hand. Well, more changes aren't a hand because we're not supposed to have our hands anywhere, but evidently in our pockets. No touching is still the rule. Anyway, we went from social distancing to banned international travel to restricted local travel all in a week. And someone on one of the uh, news updates today said, and the buffet is closed. I think that was at the Pentagon. (laughs) Stay away from buffets anyway. They're petri dishes under glass. Ew. Last night after dinner, and we actually did not have cereal for dinner, I had edamame and scrambled eggs. And I threw a frozen pizza in for Mike. And then we watched Parks and Rec, one of our go-to palate cleanser comedies. We love that show, Parks and Rec. And then early to bed. I'm still sleeping downstairs. Mike's sleeping upstairs. I'm sleeping with the window open, which is lovely because, again, it's getting to be springtime here in Salida. And I love the fresh air coming in. And uh, until... Until I'm out of my quarantine period, I'm trying to stay away from my husband. It's difficult when you live in the same house, but we have different spaces, so so that's good. That's been working out okay. Anyway, while I was in bed before I dove into book eight of Bernard Cornwell's Saxon Chronicles, the Lost Kingdom series, I listened to some of the debate between Biden and Sanders. And I didn't listen to all of it, but just just some parts of it. I was so glad that there that there was no audience. I don't know about any of you out there, but I hate it when there are audiences during these debates because they just bring out the worst in people. I think this social distancing is ultimately going to be a good thing for everybody. It's going to really make us think about things. Anyway, I just want to say that I was very impressed by the fact that both candidates, even though I do believe Vice President Biden will take the ticket, I think they both spoke very eloquently and, for the most part, intelligently. And I just can't imagine either of them debating our current commander-in-chief, but I'll get to that. And I don't typically like to talk politics on my podcasts, but I'm going to have to say a little bit about it later on in this one. So I went to sleep, had a good night's sleep, and this morning woke up to, you should stay away from everything outside for eight weeks. That was the directive from this morning. Now, not sure how anyone is enforcing anything at this point. I don't believe this directive is enforceable yet, 
But my goodness, ski resorts are closing down. I talked to my sister in Florida, and she said the beaches are closed. How do you close a beach? And of course, this at the height of a spring break, and youngsters probably uh, doing what they can to make the most of their extended spring breaks from school. So, yep, I talked with my sister. I talked with my Aunt Phyllis again because she called me to let me know about the Fed lowering the interest rates to practically zero, which I saw on the news yesterday. And of course, I did text our local lender to see if if that was true and if that was true on 30-year fixed VA loans. But he told me no, so we're sticking with the loan that we have, which is actually pretty good. Anyway, had a good talk with her. I texted some friends again. And as I've been seeing a lot of teachers online kind of freaking out about having to do lesson plans and and how difficult this is going to be to keep the the learning going, I have offered my services. Some of you might know I have an awesome YA fantasy adventure trilogy out there called Water White. Water White Book 1, Water White Flux Book 2, Water White Breathe Book 3. And each of the books has synonym glossaries in the back and questions for discussion because I'm a former English teacher, so I would offer those for any language arts lessons. We could always do con calls. Just saying, putting it out there. Anyway, then I talked with my husband about the potentially tragic creamer shortage that's coming up, and I even offered to go to the store to like sneak out and go to the store for a creamer, but Mike still doesn't want me going out and I'm I'm with him. Not so much that he thinks I'm contagious as he's concerned about everybody else out there. So I'm not going to go to the store. Sadly, then, he told me that I needed to cancel our early summer Airbnb reservations. <sighs> this is the second year in a row that Mike won't be able to take a vacation early summer. Last year this time, it was the huge fires that were blazing around and in our county. And this year, he pretty much said, even though the guidance is for eight weeks to stay away from things, people who work in emergency services will be working a lot longer. Just, you know, say if in eight weeks everything's fine, they, they're going to have a ton more work to do in the recovery phase from this coronavirus pandemic. So we canceled our reservations, but both Airbnb people said, we'll give you a discount if you can come back later, which was wonderful. So that part at least made me feel kind of good. So after canceling our reservations, I thought about the fact that we're down to a couple of radishes and two apples for fresh vegetables and fruits in our refrigerator. So I ordered some heirloom seed packets. Now, again, some of them online <clears throat> are saying that it could be quite a while before you get them, and some people are already out of them. So this is another thing that people are going crazy on, realizing that if the stores don't have fresh fruits and vegetables at some point, we might need to start making our own. And we do have a lovely garden here. It's full of weeds right now. The ground is still a little bit too hard to get the weeds out, but that'll be my project hopefully in the next couple weeks coming up. That takes me up to lunchtime. I had nuts and popcorn for lunch. 
popcorn's going to be a theme for this whole quarantine period, I believe. And I did buy, I bought, I bought lots of Orville Redenbacher big containers of popcorn because I eat a lot of it. I do like it. And I didn't have any breakfast because, yes, I am trying the intermittent fasting craze, mainly because, well, I don't know. I don't know why if it's a mainly because, but Mike has been doing this. It, it wasn't called intermittent fasting till recently, but for as long as I've known him, he has not been crazy about eating breakfast. I mean, to the point where he says, I don't want any breakfast. He's not hungry in the morning, something I cannot understand. And of course, when I grew up, everything was all about, oh, breakfast is the most important part of your day. You've got to have a, a good big breakfast to start the day off right and all that. And I pretty much bought into all that and believed it. So I just decided, well, I'm going to try it because I've been married to him for over 36 years and he can still wear his cadet uniform from West Point. I, however, hmm, I'm a little rounder in certain areas than I used to be back back when they starved me at the academy. So I decided I'm going to try this not eating breakfast thing for a while and and see how it is. And it, it's taken me over a month now to get used to it. But basically, I have a couple cups of coffee in the morning. Again, I'm not using his creamer. There's very little left uh, with a little bit of sugar. And I get right to work doing something. And I try very hard not to listen to my belly, which generally grumbles first thing in the morning. And then I find that, oh, all of a sudden it's lunchtime and I eat a good lunch. And so far, I've, I think I've actually, over the course of this past month, I've gotten rid of some of my winter hibernation weight. We'll call it that. So I'm doing that. Nuts and popcorn for lunch. Then the Pentagon was giving a briefing on pandemic measures on the PBS NewsHour. And so I did squats, squats, I did squats while listening to that briefing because, you know, when you're home, you tend to sit. So find ways to get up off of your seat and do some other movements, planks, squats, whatever, while you're watching something or listening to something or reading a book. Then when I realize that we're only down to six fresh eggs left in my refrigerator and I'm not going to the store, I found a box of Ova Easy whole egg crystals that we purchased years ago. Because, you know, Mike has known for decades that someday we were going to have a pandemic. And so we actually have had some things stored, like like these Ova Easy, and it's O-V-A-E-A-S-Y, whole egg crystals. <laughs> so um, they expire, I think, in 2024 or 25. So I just decided, well, bought them for a reason. Didn't really believe that I was buying them for a pandemic, but here we are in a pandemic and quarantined. So in a couple days, when I have to make my scrambly eggs with the Ova Easy Whole Egg Crystals, I'll let you know how it goes and how they taste. I do love scrambled eggs. I'm going to miss eggs. Cheese is going to be difficult to do without, though. Hmm. Is anyone out there working on t-shirts yet on, you know, I survived coronavirus pandemic 2020 t-shirts? Someone's got to make a, a killing on those, but maybe they're not making them yet because who knows who's going to survive, right? I plan to. There's a t-shirt idea for you if it's not already taken. You can send checks to me.
when you start making millions of dollars. Well, then I talked with my roomie from West Point. Joanne, made a name Kavanaugh, married name Bowman, called to tell me that she had run out of listening to my podcast episodes because she has been, she and her husband have been training for the Shamrock Out Marathon and Half Marathon, which is supposed to happen next weekend and, of course, is canceled. And she's been training and training and training and listening to my podcast episodes while she trains. I love her for that. I love you for that, Joanne. Thank you. And I think I've made her laugh occasionally. Anyway, she's at least happy that they're still going to get the T-shirts mailed to them. But like just about everything else, the event is canceled. And let me tell you a little bit about Joanne, one of my roomies at West Point. There was this evening, (laughs) long ago and far away, plebe year, when we're not real people, as I mentioned in the newsletter I sent out yesterday. And if you guys don't get my newsletter, sign up for it on my website at leadvilleoral.com. It was football season, and during football season, before the games... There are typically rallies, and during a rally, cadets are authorized to wear any crazy combination of uniforms that they want. It's a time to kind of let loose and scream and yell and have fun for, I don't know, about a half an hour, army spirit, that kind of thing, and then you go back to the rigid routine of studying and going to classes and parade practice and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, it was the evening before what we knew would be a rally night, and one of the upperclassmen came by our room earlier with a little suggestion. Now, this was odd because, you know, upperclassmen weren't supposed to fraternize with us or certainly not give us any suggestions that might reflect poorly on them. But the suggestion was that we could use pennies to basically lock upperclassmen in their rooms before the rally. It's called pennying a door. I've never done it before, but he explained to us how it was done. And we thought, well, this is odd, but hey, let's do it. I was a little bit of a troublemaker as a plebe at West Point. I got into trouble for some other things too, which I'm sure will come out in other episodes. But we thought, okay, we're going to do this. Well... We're all ready to run out the door and penny some upperclassmen into their rooms. We're in our Gym A shorts and probably our go-go boots and our, I don't know which hats we were wearing, if we even were wearing hats, but we had on our crazy costumes. When all of a sudden, our door opened. Now, there were there were no locks on doors back when we were cadets back in 79 through 83. And our door opened and then slammed. And we looked at each other, kind of confused, and went to open the door and couldn't. There was a newspaper which had been soaked in water, slammed in our door. And if you know anything about newspapers, when they get wet, they expand. We could not open our door to get out for the rally. Well, we were not pleased at all because... You know, there are very few times when you can have fun at West Point. So I looked at Joanne and I'm like, I'm going out the window. Now, we were on the second floor above a sally port on the same road that led to the superintendent's quarters. 
(laughs) There were two big windows with a brick structure in between them. And we ran to our drawers. Well, it was laundry day and all our sheets were already sent out. So we scrambled to try to figure out how to do this. Joanne, of course, she was a little bit horrified by the whole idea. (laughs) But we ended up taking all of our our BDU pants. I guess they weren't called BDUs back then. They were they were green, solid green, not even a camel pattern on them. Anyway, we took all our pants, tied the legs together, tied it around the separator beam on our windows, and uh, I trusted her greatly <laughs> to maintain a conversation with the upperclassmen outside who were heckling us and laughing and just thinking that they had done the greatest thing by trapping us in our room. And out the window I went and down the pairs of pants to the ground level, where I then went back into the building, ran up to the second floor, and reported to the upperclassmen who were standing outside the door, heckling Joanne. And of course, I reported with a, sir, may I make a statement or something like that? I don't know. Would you please let my roommate out of the room? And Jaws dropped. They let Joanne out. We went out to the festive spirit rally. And when we returned, oh boy, (laughs) I was in trouble. I don't know how long I spent with my neck back against the wall reciting plebe poop from our bugle notes book. But yeah, they were pretty angry at me. Because, I, you know, I guess if the superintendent had seen me climbing out the window, maybe they could have gotten into trouble. I don't know. Maybe they were worried about me. But in any case, it was great fun. And I trusted and trust to this day my roomie, Joanne, greatly. And, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got stories. Boy, do we have stories. Someday I'll tell more stories. So. The Shamrock on St. Patty's Day Marathon and Half Marathon is canceled, but I am proud of you, Joanne, for training for it. Typically, when I trained for endurance events in the past, my training scheme was to taper forever until the event (laughs) and then just do the event. So I was very well rested because I had tapered in between every major event I did. (laughs) Not what I would recommend, but it always kind of worked for me. Then, after that talk, I did more squats while watching The President on a PBS NewsHour. And and here's where I I just have to say this. You know, the question came from the press, does the buck stop with you, Mr. President? And, of course, he avoided answering, you know, avoid, 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 say we're doing great, say everything's beautiful and we're going to be so much more ready for the next pandemic and 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 don't answer the question. Let me just say that if I learned anything at West Point, and I think I even knew this before that, probably from my dad, an admirable leader will credit their subordinates when things go well and will shoulder the responsibility when they don't. Does the buck stop with you, Mr. President? No answer. At least he didn't lie. At least he didn't say yes. Enough said, okay? During that conference, Dr. Fauci mentioned that today was the first injection of a trial vaccine for this coronavirus. Of course, they're going to have to follow up with these people in a year or over the course of a year 
to determine the vaccine's efficacy. Boy, I wonder who volunteered to be the guinea pigs for this, because they obviously came up with something pretty darn quickly. So that's news, March 16th, potential new vaccine for the coronavirus. After that news hour, I took my walk, and I found a couple of rocks to illustrate what I meant by good alternatives to toilet paper in episode 83. And I've got pictures of them. So go to my Facebook page, author Laurel McCarg Facebook page to see a picture of the rocks. And I'll also include that photo with my show notes and links for this episode because it's funny. It'll make you laugh and we all need to laugh. Mid-afternoon, I mixed some leftover edamame from last night with leftover Boston-baked beans from the previous night and had that as an interesting afternoon snack. Mike just rolled his eyes when he saw it. (laughs) After my snack, I had a phone call with my Michigan friend Nadine Collier. We go way back. We go way back to, not quite as far back as I go with Joanne, but we go way back to Lima, Ohio, where I met her in She probably saved my life because I didn't like living in Lima, Ohio, but she was my best friend there and has been ever since, and she lives in Michigan now. And she gave me another alternative suggestion for when the TP runs out. You know those pesky single socks you have? And why can't we throw socks away? What is it with not being able to throw away socks? But those single socks, they're absorbent, right? Stick your hand in it and... uh, Go to it. Do what you need to do. Turn it inside out when you pull your hand out, and then determine whether it is launderable or tossable. You deem which is necessary. (laughs) I thought that was a fun suggestion. Nadine is also working on a puzzle I sent her for Christmas. She's a puzzle meister. We did an awesome one while she was here visiting with me. And uh, I guess this one's kind of challenging. Nadine and I have this running, oh, this running thing with horses. I I know that might not sound quite right, but (laughs) I, I won't go into all the details about it, but we exchange horse things. And I found this puzzle and it doesn't really have a horse in it, but it might kind of, maybe a ghost horse way back in, in the graveyard. So I'm looking forward to her finishing that puzzle. She did a FaceTime visit with me, which was lovely. And I think you all should be doing more of that now. It's wonderful to have to see face-to-face some of your friends who are far away. Have a cup of tea with them. Talk about how you're managing in this crazy, crazy time when the world shut down. And while my husband was on yet another con call from higher authorities... I had a chat with our friends Marjorie and Marshall Winkle from Ohio. We sponsored their daughter Meredith when she was a cadet at West Point, and we've basically adopted one another's families, and that's been wonderful. So I had a good catch up with them. They had been watching Meredith and Dwayne Carrington's children while Meredith and Dwayne were visiting other daughters in Utah, Salt Lake where they were to have a ski weekend, and evidently they got one day of skiing in, and then the resort closed, as is happening 
all over the place. So they made it home safely, and it was wonderful to hear our friends, the Winkles. That brings me up to right now, 627. My turkey is still defrosting for tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day turkey meal, because no corned beef. I'm so sad. But I'll make it good. I would love to hear from any of you. Let me know how you're doing. Suggestions for how to pass your time when you're in quarantine. Because this isn't going to end too soon. Just saying. You need to be prepared to make some sacrifices. Creamer's not the first thing we're going to run out of. So yeah. Buy some books. Read some books. Call your friends and family. Make sure they're doing okay. And you can find today's show notes with links and photos on my website at leadvillelaurel.com. Email me at laurel at strackpress.com and follow me on Twitter at leadvillelaurel. If you enjoyed this, any part of this, any other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves wherever you get them and share it with your friends. I hope you'll help support Alligator Preserves on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash alligatorpreserves. Help support my work here. Join me tomorrow when I'll let you know what I've done to fill my days. And until then, wash your hands, don't pick your nose, don't pick your friend's nose. No touching. Be good. Be safe. Be smart. Thanks for visiting. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard, with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com, where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com.